this is Jack Scallions. Would you join me for just a few moments from my heart to yours? Have you ever been discouraged? Oh my, what a very foolish uh, question that is. All of us have been. Three of God's choice servants became so discouraged, they prayed that God would let them die. Moses and Elijah and Jonah had different circumstances that led to their discouragement. Moses' load as leader of Israel took its toll. Elijah was afraid and weary from the journey, and Jonah suffered from disappointment of outcome. Add to the list rejection and loneliness, a sense of failure and self-pity, and we all can potentially be under the cloud of discouragement. The loss of purpose and joy, as well as losing touch with reality, can be symptomatic. The Apostle Paul certainly had manifold reasons to live in discouragement. He was in prison, lonely, suffered personal need and privation. Along with the never-ending conflict, there was his constant concern for others. I read of an anonymous young man so discouraged, he penned this poem entitled Desperation. My world is filled with dreams, magic moments, thoughts, and schemes, a collage, a whirling kaleidoscope, plans and plans and desperate hopes, blueprints with wings that fly away, ghostly days that never were, words and sounds I need to say, life's pace, a whirling blur, hopeless feelings of come what may, never achieving yet perceiving, somehow there'll be a better day, not contented, often resenting, Believing the cost will equal the pay, so afraid I'm here to stay. Contrast uh, today the spirit of discouragement presented in the words I've just read to you to the words of blind Fanny Crosby while written as a very young young, uh, lady. Oh, what a happy child I am, she wrote. I am, although I cannot see, I am resolved that in this world contented I will be. How many blessings I enjoy that other people don't. So weep and cry because I'm blind. I can't and I won't. It's a sure fact that discouragement finds its footings in self-living. It's easy to develop the poor little old me syndrome. The cure for most discouragement is to help someone else. A lady came to Dr. Jack Hiles discouraged and depressed. He asked her to bake some cookies for a shut-in to visit the nursing home, to comfort a bereaved widow, and take a turn in the church nursery. Dr. Howes met the lady several weeks later and inquired concerning her problem, to which she stated, Oh, my problem seems to be much better. She took her eyes off herself and placed them on someone else. Others, Lord, yes, others, let this my motto be. Lord, help me to live for others, that I may live like thee. The person who is wrapped up in himself certainly makes a very small package. Many years ago, I had the opportunity to spend a few hours with the late Dr. Warren Wearsby. I picked him up from the Memphis airport and drove him across town to our church. As a young preacher, I asked him every question I could think of. My interest peaked when he said, Sometimes the most spiritual thing you can do is take a nap. Dr. Wearsby knew that a rested servant is a productive servant. Jesus, when pressed to the point of weariness, slept in the front of the boat. He commanded his disciples to come apart and rest a while. Realizing your physical limitations can prevent discouragement. Elijah ran for his life from Jezebel. He traveled from Mount Carmel through Jezreel to Beersheba, 
then a day's journey into the wilderness. He fell exhausted under a juniper tree. God fed him, let him sleep, and then fed him again, declaring, The journey is too great for thee. Elijah was discouraged and fearful with a sense of self-pity and loneliness. Worry and discouragement can sap your strength and divert your energy and dry up your zeal and deny proven truth. There are some things God takes out of our control. Some problems are unsolvable, and it takes courage to face those life situations. <clears throat> Every person must develop a plan to live above discouragement. Begin by diagnosing every problem. Be truth-based and know the facts. Be solution-oriented. For 50 years, it was my practice when a personal or corporate problem developed, I would immediately plan a positive program to lift those around me and myself, I might add, above the difficulty. Even true Bible believers are not exempt from discouragement. Because of this possibility, God assures us constantly of his care for us as we serve him. A.M. Overton put it best in this little poem, He Maketh No Mistake. My father's way may twist and turn, my heart may throb and ache, but in my soul I'm glad I know he maketh no mistake. My cherished plans may go astray, my hopes may fade away, but still I'll trust my Lord to him to lead, for he doth know the way. Though night be dark and it may seem that day will never break, I'll pin my faith, my all in him, he maketh no mistake. There's so much now I cannot see, my eyesight's far too dim. But come what may, I'll simply trust, and leave it all to him. For by and by the mist will lift, and plain it all he'll make. Through all the way, though dark to me, he made not one mistake. It is not strange or unusual to have periods of discouragement. It is tragic to live in them. The story is told of Satan addressing huge crowds of fallen angels and demons. He brought out a large bag of tools, explaining his use of each to distract and destroy believers. He then proclaimed as he reached into the bottom of the bag and held one tool aloft that this one was favored and his favorite and most effective. It was the tool of discouragement. You may be discouraged a bit today, my friend. But my advice to you is simply this. Look about you. Encourage yourself in the Lord. Live for others. God will truly bless you and lift from you the cloud of discouragement. Thank you, my friend, for listening today to just a few moments from my heart to yours.